hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Stephen and Trevor are always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 96, live from Las Vegas, joining me each and every week. Stephen Frenick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. How are you, Trevor? The show treating you okay? Deja vu a little bit right now. Yes, it is. a little bit. <laughs> we're, uh, we're in Las Vegas still, and we'll be here for the rest of the week. We'll try and do this every day. Uh, today, a little bit different, and we'll talk about that and the reason why shortly. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. We've been on the show floor. We've got a brand new product in the hand. Uh, we'll talk about that shortly on Two Blokes Talking Tech. All right, so we're here at uh, the Encore Tower Suites uh, in the in the yes. Kogan Mobile Suites, where uh, Kogan of this afternoon released a brand new phone. Now, this is not uh, an import phone or, a, or a, another brand phone. This is their own branded phone, the Kogan Agora. Now, this is not the first time we've heard about this. Several years ago, we heard about the Kogan bringing out a mobile yes. phone. It was uh, back in 2008, actually, when, when Android was first coming... Uh, on board as an operating yeah, yeah. system, and uh, Kogan had some plans to release it. But I was chatting with uh, Mr. Kogan earlier, and he said, well, they ran into a hurdle or two outside of their control, and, look, the thing had to be scrapped. But they've stuck to their guns. Yeah. They've now produced an Agora mobile phone, five inches, uh, five And we know it's real because you're holding it in your hand. I've got this it in my genuine. hot little hand. Five-inch screen. Um, but I think the most attractive feature is the price. It's $149. It's crazy. And I, I think people will take a second like look when you, th- when you see that. 149 bucks outright for a smartphone. And this is not some underperforming smartphone. It does. Uh, the only thing I can find on it that, that's under spec is, yeah. the, is the camera, 5 megapixels. Yes. But that's just comparing it to others. I don't think you'll have a problem Absolutely. with the photos you get what out of it. the weight, Trevor? Show you. Yeah, Put I, it in your I, hand. How, about do, the, how does the weight I do weight think go? it's a little bit heavier when you compare it to the Note, for Are you example. serious? Yeah, just it's a little. not too bad. Just a little. But that's just yeah. a comparison thing. But, but people know, aren't going to be comparing the Galaxy Note because so. you're not going to get in store well, and try and compare them. Put it this way. You're getting a lot of bang for your buck with this mm. device. But for me, the top-tier feature has to be the dual SIM card slot. Yep. So you can run two separate SIM cards in this device, which I think is ter- a terrific feature. So businessmen, work, tradesmen, anyone who has to operate two different mobile accounts can now have them in the one device. And you can even name the SIMs mm. to be work or home or wife or friend or whoever you want to do and so that way you can distinguish which calls coming in one's 3g one's 2g mm-hmm. you can even have calls coming in at the same time put one on hold talk to the other person go back to them so it's and, kind of and like when you make a, and the point is when you when you open up the dial app and you type, type a phone number you can actually get it to ask you which one you want to use every single time you make a call mm. or you can say by default I want to use mobile SIM card number one, yes. like work, yep. uh, all the time for making calls. But then the thing is, um, imagine that you've got your work and your, and your personal numbers. You've got two yep. numbers. You can receive calls on both of them at the same time yep. on the same device. You don't have to worry about which phone you're taking with you. Yep. Um, that's a, a really powerful feature. It, but the other one is international for, travel. For travels. Excellent. Exactly yep. right. You took the words right out of my mouth there. I'm actually using two phones, to be honest, right here. I've so got my I. US number and yeah. my Australian number. I could, uh, I could have both of those SIMs in one device. What size SIM? Agura. Uh, it is a micro sim, 
Let's just check with our studio audience. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> first time, first time we've two actually performed two microsims, of course. Uh, we're performing in front of a, an audience uh, for the first time. Performing, for a long time, we're performing. We went off early yes. a little bit there. But uh, no, two, two micro-sims, so yep. uh, that seems to be the norm nowadays, a micro-sim. So, uh, and you don't I, have I to, think, to be uh, clear, you don't have to use two sims. You no, can just use one sim and you'll never notice the difference. But should you travel or should you t- decide to? And, you know, here's another use case, crazy as it might seem. You've got the, you're only using it for one and, you know, someone loses their phone, you could, give, you could put another, some, another person's sim card in there, your wife's sim card. Yep. You could be travelling together, you could both use the same phone. Absolutely. Not have to worry about t- you can also choose which sim card you want to use the data from as well. So you obviously... If you got a great deal, download apps or something. Mm. You, you you might want to use uh, one sim over the other. It's something I, I can't think of another phone that has it in the market right now. I know there are others out there for sure, but yep. globally. But I don't think there's any others that you can walk into a Telstra store, for example, and yeah. um, and order. Well, there is. A, look, the, the the closest phone to me, my smartphone to me, in value, yeah. um, and it's an Android in phone value, as well. As in, in money, value, yes. Uh, no, it doesn't have as big a screen, but has sort of similar features. Not not obviously as big a screen as this. Is the Telstra Urbane, which is an Android phone created for them on their behalf by ZTE. Yeah, yeah. That was sold exclusively through JB Hi-Fi. It was one forty nine okay. before Christmas. It's now eighty dollars. And mm. that, I've reviewed that on Tech Guide. That is a very good value phone. I bet but you're it doesn't not running have a screen. 4.0. No, it isn't. Yeah, and but that's it, but it. But it does have. It does have. Uh, it doesn't have a screen. I think it's only got a 3.8 inch screen, 4 mm. inch screen. But uh, you know, similar value. But look, for the size of this phone, its capabilities, dual SIM. Uh, I think, as I said earlier, a lot of bang for your buck. I think inch for inch is probably the best value smartphone in town at the moment. Yeah. Look, I think um, I don't think the screen is anywhere near as bright, and 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 the quality is probably nowhere. Near as yeah, good it's as eight hundred by yeah, six hundred AMOLED, yeah. kind of on a, on a yeah. Samsung. But again, I don't think if you're in the market for a one hundred and forty nine dollar phone, yeah. I don't think those are the things you're looking at. No, and if you are, if yeah. you're the sort of person that's going to receive this or you know see a friend with it and go, oh, I don't like the screen, then you're not the sort of person that should be no, considered. You have to right. save your bucks up. I'm sorry, Absolutely. you need to save up for a proper phone from uh, Samsung or, or someone like or that. Get and on spend a plan. Be locked in a two year plan as well. That's the alternative too. Yeah, if, yeah. You, if that's the case, and, and that's the point here. You can you can literally be free. You could, you spend one hundred and forty nine bucks up front and then you can be on Kogan Mobile for 29 bucks a month and that's it you're done and it does ship with a Kogan Mobile SIM card just in case the customer wants to, Make to, that decision uh, activate to activate the Kogan Mobile SIM as well very yeah. smart move I'd, I would do the same if I had a uh, you know Kogan Mobile bl- broken exclusively on eftm.com.au so uh it's uh, and and I was having a chat with Ruslan earlier about Kogan Mobile, as a matter of fact, and he yeah. said that uh, he'll release some figures very shortly. But from from all indications, it's been a huge success. Sound, well, I know there was delays on the SIM cards if you were trying to buy them. So, yeah. um, so you know that that's an obvious indication. He said he can't print SIM cards fast enough. That's his exact words. Ah, yes. So, yeah. uh, righty. Well, if you're interested in the $149 Kogan Agora, there'll be reviews all around the interwebs over the coming days and weeks. Story but, already uh, on TechGuide.com.au. You can pre-order now at uh, Kogan. .com.au and it'll be available early February. Well, I uh, spent a fair bit of time on the show floor today and my first stop was at the Samsung booth, which is it's so large it should have its own postcode, this, uh, the booth. It's massive. Uh, and I had a nice tour around there with Phil Newton, their head of uh, consumer electronics and AV, and he was showing me around. You went around at the, the same time as retailers as well, which would have I been did. quite interesting. It was it? interesting, but uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was interesting to hear like, all, all the different SKUs they've got. And they've, what they've done from, from what I was hearing was that they're not offering at the top end 
many uh, lines of the of the TV. They, they they want to concentrate on one skew of the TV right. in various sizes because uh, in Australia, apparently Samsung uh, is in Australia one of the most successful countries per capita. Right. We buy more high end TVs in Australia than any other territory in the world per yeah, capita. Right. So Australia is a very valued territory by Samsung, and and thereby these retailers are thinking, well, these two TVs are going to sell in the market. So when you say about the product range, you mean like the seven series, the eight series, or whatever? Yeah. One retailer, so Harvey's would would literally only have the eight series. Or, yeah, no, no, not not just that. No, Samsung want to sort of streamline the offering so that at the top end, there's no confusion about good, better, best. There's this, and then there's a, a noticeable difference to the say the series six and mm-hmm. so on. Yeah, right. But uh, there will be exclusive. Say Harvey's will have one type of <coughs> one model for series eight on their own, uh, things like that. But another thing that caught my eye though, uh, and I saw this, you saw this for the first time today. Yeah, I saw this at IFA back in Ber- in Berlin in August was the dual view on the OLED TV. Now, yeah. this is the ability to watch two shows on the same television on their OLED. And the OLED allows the, the OLED technology allows for this ability. Mm. So it kind of works a little bit like 3D, where instead of getting a left eye image and a right eye image uh, at the same time, you put on a pair of glasses which have attached headphones and the person in the same room does the same. Yeah. And you can watch two sources. So you'll be watching either live TV, I might be watching a Blu-ray, you might be watching and did you playing a video you game. Could, you, could, you could have an input on one and live TV on the other? You could. So yes. you could be watching TV, okay. I might be watching a Blu-ray movie. So I could be watching Foxtel, and you could yep. be watching Blu-ray. Absolutely whatever. right. So, ah, yes. and you can hear because the the gla- you need to be wearing the glasses so you can see the, your image, and the glasses have got inbuilt earphones, so mm. you can hear it quite clearly as well. So I I call BS on the OLED thing because. LG are doing this on their passive um, 3Ds. They've got the dual yeah, view. They, they, is, they pushed it as gaming, right, as a yes, big gaming thing. So instead yes. of having a split screen and, you know, you, you're, we're playing, trying to play co-op or, or competitive, yeah. uh, Call of Duty, for example, mm. you can't see what I'm doing and I can't see what yeah, you're but doing. that's only the one source, though. <laughs> They yeah, can do it on one source. C- correct. Yes. Um, that's no, a game source. Yeah, no, they can't a, do two sources. Source. Correct. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so oh. the Samsung one could do two sources. That, that's, yep. that's why, uh, and the fact they needed OLED to do it. So that, that's the reason why we're seeing it on, t- on the OLED t- TV. I, I, took, I took a mate there today and had a look at that, and he was literally blown away. Now, the thing that's is, on, on one side of the headphones, or the, the, sorry, the glasses, yep. is the volume control. On the other side is a button to switch, switch between, between sources. That's right. <clears throat> so imagine this. You're sitting with your wife watching TV. You're watching uh, the football. Yep. She's watching Desperate Housewives, and she, but she's interested in the Rabbitohs, but she's not desperate yeah. enough to watch a whole bloody game, right? <laughs> okay, you're, you describing, actually, you're describing my uh, yeah, life, <laughs> life at home here. So you <laughs> could actually say to her, "Hang on, have a look at this," and she could just press the button, and she could be watching the Rabbitohs. Absolutely, too. and it is, and it is instant. You can yeah, switch yeah. between the sources, uh, and, and <coughs> it's it's two pro- TVs, two TVs for the price of one. Now, God knows, OLED's not going to be cheap. We're talking. <laughs> Ten to fifteen thousand dollars. That might be the selling point. You get two TVs for the price of one. So the, each TV costs seven and a half thousand dollars each. Maybe I'm yeah, not sure. If I was spending ten grand on a TV, <laughs> I'd want six sources at but the same time. Just on the Samsung, I had a good look too at the smart interaction. Yep. Now the uh, they've done a lot of work. Again, Australia is a very important market, and Australia is one of only six markets that Samsung decided to create r- their own smart interaction library of phrases and idioms and right. accents that it can understand. They're calling us idiots? No, no, idioms, <laughs> I said, Trevor. Now, it's, it's Australia, UK, US, Germany, France, and Korea, of course. Yeah. They're the six that are going to have their own version of their smart interaction library of phrases. They mm. use Macquarie University, 
uh, and the Macquarie Dictionary. So they created this massive database, something like 9,000 sentences and phrases. They've even uh, employed voice actors so they can speak, a male and a female voice actor, so they can speak all the lines so that when you ask it to show me all the movies for Tom Cruise, it'll repeat the phrase and then do the search for you. Imagine so being in that recording it, it session. Is, <laughs> it Wouldn't would that be, be the most... It would be long and dull. If you but... think this is boring, boys, imagine listening to people record 9,000 <laughs> well, phrases. Well, there you go. But uh, ah. that, I found that fascinating because... As I mentioned earlier, Australia is really is right up there when it, for, for Samsung. So the nice, nice yeah, ringtone. Thanks, mate. Uh, the uh, Australia's and if you notice too, if you go to the Samsung stand, the Australia's a very valued part of the world. The big uh, ultra high definition yeah, yeah. TVs are all flashing up images of Sydney and Sydney Harbour. It's the best so looking city in the world, absolutely. But the but other uh, thing it was, Samsung, it was a good Samsung. The other tool. thing at the Samsung uh, store that we got an actual physical look at was yes. the Evolution Kit. This is so great. if you and I mentioned this to my mate that was there today. He'd bought a Samsung TV three months ago, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, I'm going to miss out on this new Smart Hub and all this kind of stuff." Yep. And I said, "No, no, for I think it's going to be a couple of hundred bucks." They did. I I remember when they launched it, they said it'd be 150. Well, I think from uh, what I was told today, it's going to be around 249. dollars yeah, well, I'm sure they said 150 back at the launch, but Maybe. anyway, um, it's basically a little little black box that you, yes. you go around the back of your TV and you pull the old one out and you put the new one in, and it gives the TV a, a you know 2013 brain essentially. It, it reinstalls, uh, it, it installs the new interface. Yep. It also takes over from the processor on the television. Now, yeah. remember they made a big deal about saying that the new TV is a quad-core. Mm. The Evolution Kit now has, has the, quad the core master quad-core processor Jesus. to run the system. So rather than you... It, it, the, the processor in the TV, the existing one, becomes the slave to the Evolution Kit because oh. the Evolution Kit takes over and you get also the remote control to use with it. So you get the current remote because you can talk into the remote control for oh, the voice well, that interaction. makes the price worthwhile. So I think if, you've, if you have gone out and paid decent money for a Samsung TV in 2012, it's only rather than having to go out and buy a new TV in a year or two, this can bring it up to yeah. 2013 specs. So I think, to be honest, well, thinking about the TVs now, looking back you know, over the last day and a half and the TVs, there's no doubt that um, Samsung have, have got, the, got the run on them. I really do think they've got the run on them for, for a million different reasons. Uh, LG, I mean, they're, they're, they're a distant second, I think. Yeah, well, the, uh, LG, what I liked about LGs was the fact that, that you know, they, they went first into the market with Ultra HD. Yep. Uh, you know, they, they set the price. Uh, they've all, they were also first to announce different sizes. So rather than buying yep. the 84, they got the 65, 55. But I think LG story is more about the whole house. Yeah, and the the one touch NFC uh, yep. talking, we to, talked the, about talking to the fridge and all that. I think that's pretty much that's their story. Yep. Samsung weren't they, they didn't really mention NFC one touch. That wasn't there. Sony did. Yep. So it's interesting to see the strategy. I think Samsung are still they've had a lot of success doing what they're doing, yeah. and they're just going to continue to do it. TVs, smartphones. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. All right. Not, the other thing you're trying to do when you when you walk on the show floor is just find a few little different things. I don't know. Well, I actually walked through the Casio stand, and I knew they had that, for some reason they're into digital signage. I got press releases about it, like I could care about digital mm-hmm. signage. But I did walk past the G-Shock watches, and my brother-in-law is massive. He's got a thousand <laughs> of these bloody things. So I thought I'd better have a look. So you're a G-Shock collector, your brother-in-law. Um, oh, seriously, seriously he, yeah. eBay's the bloody things. He's got a different every right? day. It's ridiculous. Wow. But anyway, um, th- th- and I saw a Bluetooth. G-Shock Watch. Yeah, now, I saw this too. I, I follow most of the journos that are here are on Twitter, and I, I follow most of them, and they were going crazy this morning about this bloody Pebble Watch, right? Yeah. Which is this whole fancy Kickstarter thing. It's going yeah. to do all this whiz-bang stuff, right? And so I saw the Bluetooth Casio G-Shock, and I thought, what the hell does that do? So I had a look at it, and you know what? It's really simple, but it's but it's the start of something really cool. Yeah. So basically, like you can pair your iPhone with your G-Shock Watch. 
does three things. Firstly, it syncs the time. So yeah. the time on your phone, the time on your watch, they're the same. Yeah. And so if you arrive in another country, your watch, your, your phone normally goes automatically, changes to the yeah. local time. It'll do that to your watch as well. Exactly. Good good use of it there. Yeah. Um, it uh, it also shows alerts. Now, it won't read your text messages no. on the screen. There's just a little part of the screen that has uh, like an icon area. And so yeah. if you get a text message, it'll appear the text message icon. If you get an email, yeah. the email icon will appear. Just simple stuff like that that it'll you know vibrate on your hand. So if, you, if your phone's in your back pocket and you get an email or something, yeah. you can look at your watch and go, an email, who cares? Look yep. at watching guys' text message, I better have a look at uh-huh. it. It's just Can an you alert. read the text message or not? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. It's just an alert saying yep. it's there. And then the last thing that does uh, at this point in time, oh, I think is actually fantastic. So good have you ever lost your phone? At no, home. I, have, I haven't, but I know people who have. Oh, sorry. So, yeah, yeah, yes. My wife rang me that goes, like, you I've, can't locate it at I've home. I've lost the phone. I've lost. <laughs> and this was this was after she lost it for three days on the Pennant Hills Road. Um, but anyway, so I've, I've opened up, find my phone, and I've gone, don't stress, it is at home. Yeah? yeah, so I've looked at the map. It's at home. So Don't you ring it. We didn't leave it at at, at Hornsby Shops okay. or something. You yeah. ring it. It's on silent. Yeah, so you can't find the phone. Yeah. With oh, this watch, yeah. you press a button and it makes the phone ring even if it's on silent. Yeah, now, that's a good feature. Seriously, Although, this this last feature is my is one of my favourites, mm-hmm. and it's also about sort of being forgetful. Uh, what I like is that you can actually set an alert. It's, it gives you an alert if you walk. If away. you say you've, you've left your phone in the restaurant and you've walked out of the restaurant, if once you hit a certain distance where the watch is separated from the phone, it will Be- make an alert to say, "Hang on a minute, you, you better go back and get your phone." Yeah. That's terrific. That's a really cool thing. And feature. so this is using Bluetooth 4, so they say it's energy efficient and won't drain your yeah. battery on your phone and everything. But the other thing it does is because Bluetooth 4 allows multiple devices to be connected, so the watch could be paired yeah. with several different things. So it could be paired yeah. with your phone. And imagine it's paired with your computer, right? And you you're, you're walk into the office in the morning or you walk home in, into, into where your computer is. And because you're in range of the computer, it, it syncs yep. and it logs on. Yeah, right. you, you don't need to log on to your computer anymore because your watch knows you're there. The computer knows yeah. it's you because you've yeah. got the watch on. And bingo, your it's computer's good. logged on. And we should say that you mentioned Pebble before. <coughs> There's Sony also have a smartwatch. There's another Italian company that have, have a product called I'm Watch, like I apostrophe M, I'm yeah, Watch. Yeah. They're also here. So I think the uh, the Bluetooth connectivity story is now extending to our wrists. So the yeah. Dick Tracy the Dick Tracy watches that we were we saw as kids is now a reality. It's not quite as many I, um, watches as there are iPhone cases and headphones, well, but there's true. certainly uh, watches are a big thing here at CES. But Massive. the Casio one's pretty cool, uh, and I'm I'm sure you'll write about it at TechGuide.com.au. I've written about it at EFTM.com.au. <laughs> Uh, I also ventured down to the Sony stand today. I had a, a meeting with uh, John Featherstone, the head of Sony Mobile in Australia. Hang on, I'll just pick up that name. That you just yeah, dropped just, on the floor. well, How's I'm just trying to shout, shout out to John. He's, a, he's also a Maroubra lad too. He lives near me. But uh, no, I Bra think... Bra boy like you, he's, uh, Yes, that's right. But look, he, he's, uh, he, I had an interesting chat with him today about their range of phones and up till now, they were they were... They were Sort of behind the pack a little bit, and he he agreed with that. And they told us they told us a year ago they they wanted to be number one in Android. That's right, and and they haven't. Geez, we've held them to that too every week. They haven't lived up to that promise. But I had a look at their new Xperia Z phone. Uh, called Xperia Z phone, I think, if you're an American. But uh, it, it is a, a very high quality phone, and and it surprised me the not only the quality, but also um, it, it's got a really nice screen and the features in the phone. Have, it just goes to show that Sony's now a united company. So mm. the the screen has got a Bravia engine. The camera's got all all their technology built into it as well. It's got HDR, high dynamic resolution in the in the video shoot. The first on a mobile phone to have that feature. In video, yeah. Yeah. So um, 
I, I think it, it, it did have a, it, you could feel the quality in your hand yeah. but the good thing about it too it's sort of going to be the the central central cog in the Sony ecosystem at home <laughs> as well with the one touch operation similar to what we, we mentioned yeah, with yeah, LG the, yeah, where tap. NFC you tap to share and it makes sense for Sony because they've got their Walkman they've got their movie service they've got all these these this content that they can that we can now easily share on other devices simply with a touch. There's something about the Sony stuff that that is, is just isn't giving me traction on it. Do you know what I mean? Like it is <clears throat> great quality. Have you seen this yet in the flesh? Yeah, had a play okay, with it. Yeah, yeah, it looks, right. It's beautiful. Yeah. I just I don't know what it is. I I think it's actually <laughs> something to do with the overall marketing of the company of the brand. Yeah, that I think they've got Samsung their work cut out smashed. Yeah. yeah, they've done an amazing job. They so they've got a long road but ahead. I think Sony though they've admitted they've dropped the ball. And they know that they need to play catch-up. They're behind yeah, the pack, yeah. as I said. So this is the phone, I think, that's going to start the comeback for them. I, I really, You know what surprised me even more? It's waterproof and dust-proof. You can wet this phone and, it's, and just dry it off and you're fine. Like so, underwater or just spill on it? There's, on the stand... Has it got there, that Liquipel stuff? It's, I don't know what it's got, but on the stand, the phone was being dipped into a glass of water continually, in and out of a glass of water. So Can we get that, that on the Agora? That surprised, that surprised me that a phone of that quality... How many people have rung you or rung me and said, look, I've just wet my phone, what do I do? And my answer is, buy a new phone, it's gone. Yeah. Thanks, unless, unless you what, use you some... kill me? My wife did it a few it. months ago. So uh, that, that surprised me. They're thinking, yeah. well, uh, that, that's going to appeal to a lot of people, just that fact alone. I just don't think it's going to sell the phone on its own, though, that's all. Well... I'll, I'll say right here. I think the Xperia Z is going to be. Or if Z, you say it's Z going to be, again, it's going to be the Xperia it'll Z. It'll be one bloke talking. It's out in March. Okay, okay, take it easy, Trevor. <laughs> it's out in March. I think it's going to be one of the standout phones of 2013. Fair enough. There you go. I've got witnesses to that statement here. Not what, just no our, one's listening. Not just our audience. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sony Xperia Z, uh, and again, you can read about that at techguide.com.au. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. If you've got uh, connectivity in your home, and we're talking about all these devices, even the Kogan Agora, on the Wi-Fi at home, you need to have good quality Wi-Fi. That's what Netgear can provide to you with their Wi-Fi router series. And, and the products we talked about yesterday, they've got, they got little cameras for, for surveillance in your house or monitoring the home. They've got so many great products. They've got the Neo TV with Google TV now. There's a whole stack happening with Netgear, and you can read all about that at netgear.com.au. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I, um, I went to... I actually thought I was going to be one of the only people at this press conference uh, yesterday. You love the automotive stuff. I love you, automotive. You love yeah. the cars. We know that about you, Lexus, You love your cars. Lexus have got the world's ugliest car here. It's um, it's a very <laughs> nice car, but it's got these stupid cameras well, all over Lexus it. Lexus is a sponsor for yeah, yeah. Two Blokes Talking Tech. But have you ever driven behind uh, one of those um, wearies? My, dad, my or... dad drives a Lexus, mate, so Yeah, but on. it doesn't have cameras all over it. This thing does. No, it doesn't. It's called the right. integrated safety vehicle, He's right? it has got a nice IS-250. Cameras on the car. front, cameras on the roof, all that kind of jazz, sensors and all this. And it's the whole driverless car concept, yeah? So Google drove 300,000 miles in 12 months, never had a crash. Yep. Good on them. Congratulations. Uh-huh. So everyone was there thinking that Lexus is going to talk about the driverless car. This bloke from Lexus basically <laughs> stood up and said, you know what? It ain't going to happen. Oh. It, was quite, it was quite interesting because that's, that's my opinion too, quite frankly. But, but, but let's, be, let's ask, the, do you think it could ever be possible no. for a vehicle to like, you be sitting It won't be in, in our back? lifetime. It won't happen. It won't be in our lifetime. But I don't and, you know, think but, it, 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 humans need some kind of control. When you're travelling at speed, yeah. you're not going to just want to leave I it up you, to the, 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 the machine. The, quote, the thing that I took away from this press conference with Lexus was, you know what, all the sensors in the world, all the cameras in the world, you can know, you can see everything around you. 
but what you do with that information is what uh, only a human can deal with. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So what Lexus, the point they were making, and, and it's just a simple thing, but I thought it was worth mentioning, was not to bag Google because Google thinks the driverless car is coming. Good on them. They're probably going to data mine us or something through yeah. it. But the whole concept that Lexus is doing, it's not about having a driverless car. It's about having the information for the driver yeah. that is overwhelmingly um, available to them at all times so that they know what's coming. <clears throat> so if, if it can predict something... You know, even Ford's got a thing there where if you if you're not slowing down, the cars in front of you are stopped. Yes. It'll it'll even break for you. Yeah. So that kind of stuff's almost every day now. So yeah, they're just talking about the fact that they want to like prevent accidents. Going outside of the lane. There's so the there. idea now isn't about driverless car, in my opinion. Yeah. It's about preventing accidents. Yes. What can the car know about its environment? What can the car tell you about the environment to help you prevent accidents? And yeah. I think that's I think that's really cool. Well, we mentioned Ford. I think yesterday. I think the. the Technology should, that's the direction it's going. You can only do so much to an engine. You can only do so much to the shape of the car. Hmm. But I think these are where we're going to see some real advances, yep. where they're going to put technology to use in such a way that it does it does help us. It may have quicker reflexes than us to break. Yeah. It may keep us in our lanes and things like that. And, and if, you know, they hopefully save a few lives along the way. Won't drive the car for us just yet, yeah. if ever. But uh, I think they're moving in the right direction. It, it'll be an ongoing debate because Google want, it, want, want us talking about driverless cars yeah. uh, there's other companies want us talking about driverless cars but yeah. in the end let's be real yeah. it's it's probably a bit of a fanciful yeah. thing the best the driverless moment. car was in total recall the original total recall with arnold schwarzenegger mm. the johnny cab you watch the movie Johnny Cab it was a robot driver You're making a very big assumption it was <laughs> remember you assume I've watched Star Wars yeah that's well. right Yeah, oh, no, I can't forgive you for that but anyway <laughs> Johnny Cab that's the only driverless car that I really believe so if a Johnny Cab came to pick you up you'd get in it I'll jump straight in yes oh, but yeah. you'd have to be on Mars that's where this was oh, hang set, on anyway. hang on you're missing another very important one <laughs> Kit well, no, that wasn't driverless. Bull? That was no. It yes, didn't drive it, for the. It didn't drive for to the, the audience. Please, hello. Kit didn't drive on Kit its own. Kit could drive itself. Could he, it? He could. He could click his fingers and Kit no, would come. But, well, my point Knight is, Rider. my point is, once the yeah. Hoff, once the Hoff was in the car, he was in control. Yeah, but it drove. It itself never drove too. him. You're maybe, maybe. It's a driverless right. car. All right, I'll give Kit. you that one. I'll give I you think that that's one. before Total Recall right, too. I'll give you. It was actually. You're yes. listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, whoever who has ever lost their luggage or airline sent it to the wrong to the wrong? Can we country, not talk about that? We're fine at home on Friday. I know this, and, and look, hopefully this won't happen to us. But Jesus. if it did, there's a new product that will help you track exactly where your luggage is. It's called the it's Track a, it's Dot. It's at the Lost and Found. It's about to be auctioned. <laughs> That's right. No, we saw this product at CES unveiled the other day. I've written a story about it on Tech Guide. Track dot. That's spelt. That's track with just a K. D O T. Track dot. It's a yeah. small palm sized device. Memo to technology companies. <laughs> when you're talking about stuff, it's, it's you shouldn't have to spell it. Yes. Well, anyway, yeah. there's no there's no C in track dot, but it's a palm sized tracking device that yeah. that sits inside your luggage, very lightweight. So I know you're sensitive about weight, so Shut it's up. not going to make your wear bag any heavier than usual. So it, it sits in your bag, and what it does, it can send you alerts where it is, or you can use a smartphone app and actually track it wherever it is in any part of the world. So if if you turn up at the carousel and there's no bag there, you can fire up the app and think, oh, hang on a minute, my bag's still in Los Angeles. Hang on. It's going yeah. to arrive. Hang on. Don't you have to turn off uh, electronic devices on the plane? Not when you're on the ground, you don't. You know, How but do you in, turn it off when no, it gets on the plane? In, in the bag, it's just got a little GPS, GPS oh, yeah. radio. I'm pretty sure you have to turn them well, off. Well, they, they must I have think got, we might have found they a must have, <laughs> They must have found approval for this somehow, mate. But anyway, <laughs> what, it, what it also does too, like if you, how often you, you're waiting at the carousel thinking, when's this bloody bag going to turn up? 
What it does too, you can use the app so it, it'll once the the bag approaches you on the carousel, gets within a certain distance, it it sends an alert to the phone to say, "Well, your bag's it's approaching, so keep an eye out. It's going to be coming around on the carousel." I think that even that is a handy feature. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because you know what happened to me? I I, I go to Melbourne <laughs> a lot, right? And I go for like one or two days. Yeah. So it's just day bag stuff. I went for a whole week uh, a little while ago, so I had to take an actual bag with you know all my yeah. clothes in it, right? So I've got. I back saw your tweet on to, this. Yeah, yeah. this is funny, I've got yeah. back to the airport, walked out as I normally did, got in the car, went to valet and everything. So I got my keys, walked, yep. drove out, and remembered my bag. <laughs> this the one time you so checked a bag. Thing, in, you this forgot. thing could have actually told me to go back and get my bag. It maybe would've. maybe it would have worked out that I'd gone to the car it without would've. a bag. Well, at least if you did have track dot, you could mm. look it up and you'll know that it's still spinning around on the carousel yes. back at the airport. Yeah. As with Sydney Airport, as normal, I got to the car and back, and the thing hadn't come out yet. Anyway, oh, there, so. you go. there you go. Anyway, two blokes talking tech. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Okay, so that's the end of day two on the show floor. I, I must admit I didn't get much time on the show floor, um, but tomorrow I have the entire day set aside yes. to discover different things. Yes, well, I'm doing I'm going the, uh, far north and far south. That's it. I'm doing the whole South Hall tomorrow. Uh, top and bottom, the two levels. I'm also doing. I did Sony Mobile today. I'm doing the rest of the Sony stand, mm. and I'm also then heading straight to the North Hall to check out all the the many iPod and iPad cases and the automotive area. I had a look today at uh, the Venetian Ballroom, where there's a, a few different kind of things, and there was there was a thing on the map that said uh, Mummy Tech or Tech for Kids or something. Yeah. It was kind of like this is these are all the things that would really not impress you on the show floor. Yeah. There's some pretty unimpressive things in the non-convention like centre stuff. It's just like the leapfrog cases. We've all seen okay. those. Right. And it, it, it was just like really undersubscribed, okay. the whole area. So it was a bit disappointing. Right. There's also an international hall where, where all the different innovators from around the world are. Yeah, that's right. pretty cool. So yeah. uh, no, you that, know, That's usually part of the show. Yeah, they've, they've separated. It's, it's pretty uh, – it, it just proved to me, having a look in this ballroom, yep. it's impossible to do the whole thing. It is yeah. physically impossible to do the whole show. Yes. I don't think it's intended. I don't think you're intended to do the whole show. Well, I think that the, the secret of CES is picking what you want to see. Hmm. making a plan I think we used, said this yesterday hmm. and, and following that plan yeah. if you just wander randomly you're going to end up in a circle and be discombobulated yeah, I take full credit for the iPoddy <laughs> being done first on EFTM not, you know, CNET's followed me and everyone now the oh, iPoddy it was the product of the show you're, you're a, new, hey, you're a uh, story breaker I'm Trevor. a story breaker just ask yes. <laughs> alright you're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech we'll be back tomorrow all things being well we'll be on the show floor for um, the third day and uh, we'll be here on the download Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.